0: Hello everyone and welcome to Culture and People. I'm Richard Murray and I'm so grateful that you've decided to join me today for this conversation about culture and how it can really help us build our companies in a way that we really want it to be built. You know, in today's society where technology dominates everything that we do, being able to talk about people and what we can do to help them enjoy their jobs and improve their lives while still achieving great things is so important. And so I thank you for joining me today as we try to go through this. And I hope that what you'll look for is ways that you can implement within your business, in your thinking, little programs that you might do or ways to think You know, as we discuss what culture is, and frankly, what culture isn't, I hope that you'll be able to take that back and apply that. You know, we have partners that don't want to be bosses, that don't think they're good bosses. So hopefully as you watch this segment today, you'll learn what you can do to be a better boss, make your people love working for you. So today for our conversation, I want to thank and welcome Mike Kane who is the SVP of Global Channels for Dialpad. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Really look forward to having a conversation, and learning from you uh, about how you view culture.
1: Richard, it's my pleasure. Uh, We appreciate the time. Uh, And speaking of culture, which is going to be top of mind, Tolaris has a fantastic culture. Your folks are pretty incredible in how they uh, enable their partners. So looking forward to the, the chat today.
0: Well, thank you. We, we we have to have a good culture because you know they, that way they can laugh at me when they get me to to do segments like this. But look, you you, you got to have a little bit of fun, right? That's got that that is a part of culture. So, um, first of all, let's just uh, wh- why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, tell us, you know, tell tell the partners who you are and 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 what your role is.
1: So again, thanks for the time. Uh, I love your kicks, by the way. That's how well, uh, that's you. how you do it. <laughs> um hi Kane I'm our v p of channel sales at Dialpad globally, so uh, we work with Toleris and their partners out in the u k as well um started with Dialpad four years ago when we were eighty employees. We are now at eight hundred uh brought into the company to start the channel program uh, We launched our Toleris partnership about two years ago and it's going gangbuster, so we're super excited about it. We only anticipate Uh, our partnership with all of you is is going to grow more and more this year as well
0: well you've got some great people on board Mike. not not just this mike you've got mike i I won't even try his last name because i'll mess it up mike b great great person you've got great people obviously building a great culture as well why don't we start with just kind of a level set that that as you view it what is culture
1: yeah so I, I think culture is a word that gets thrown around a lot when uh, companies are talking about how do you build a culture. Um, I think when you break it down, culture is pride in in the company uh, and the team that folks work on. Um, and when you have that that pride, it shines through in all the different interactions that those employees have with their customers. Um, and then you know how you build culture is not easy and we'll talk about different ways, um, you know, we've done that throughout the years, but when you break it down, building culture is helping people win, I think, you know, kind of simplify it. When folks feel that they're winning, that they're competing, that they're supported um, to win, um, then you start to build that culture and folks are bought in and they start to bring their friends over and then, you know, we'll talk about it, but it goes uh, further and further from there.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. So part of your advice of, of building culture is build a culture of winning. That That's a component of it. And then that helps drive the other elements that you're trying to get to. So, um, you know, it's maybe an interesting question. I hope it's not too uh, too from the side. But what are some misconceptions of culture? I mean, I think sometimes people think of culture as um, the, the, the big lunch rooms and pool tables and ping pong tables. In the break room but to me is is that culture t- to you what what do you see as maybe what yeah isn't culture
1: so um we're Dialpad is a very much a silicon valley company we're in san francisco um, the dna of the company the founders of Dialpad are the founders of google voice i i would say google is the are the folks that kind of started the whole catered lunches and the rec rooms and the beer taps and don't get me wrong, those are super nice, like who doesn't love that, right, in your office? And um, it's it's fun to go out and you, you play ping pong after work. And again, all that stuff's really cool, but I will tell you in, in my 20 years of managing sales teams, folks aren't gonna stick around for that. Um, if they feel that they can't compete, that they can't win, then they're, they're gonna go to the place where they can. So again, we like to always have like nice amenities. Um, it's very cool. But I think sometimes people put too much emphasis on the amenities versus the actual ability for their employees to to win.
0: Excellent. So let, let's drill into that, because I, I I think when people think culture, they don't automatically do, go towards winning and performance. But culture really is also about performance. So how do you build a culture around a high performing team?
1: Yeah, it's a great. Great question. It always starts in, in my opinion with the leadership, right? So for all you partners who are running uh, your businesses and you have some frontline leaders, it's the it's the leaders on the, the, the front line who have the biggest impact in building that culture. So you got to find that right leader. Um, and the profile typically in my opinion are folks who have um, that servant leadership, they have a playbook, they know how to uh, bring that track record to success and um they can point back to that track record. So when they are recruiting, which is the next big piece of this, but when they are recruiting, they can go back and they can talk about how they coached and developed and mentored um different folks before in the past. So it certainly starts with the, the frontline leadership. And then um a big piece of this is as always, and it's it's tough. We are in a very competitive market, we're in an extremely competitive space, and there's a uh a, a high amount of uh, recruiting happening across the board with all the competitors and you partners are competing with some of your competitors trying to find the best talent. But it all comes down to recruiting. Um, it's a it's a constant recruiting. In fact, you know I could have all of our our roles filled internally, but I am always constantly recruiting. Um, you develop what you feel is your hiring profile and then those frontline leaders you're asking and tasking them to always constantly be recruiting because you know if you have some really talented folks, we'll find a spot for them on the team. Um, but that's a big piece of it.
0: You've hired a lot of people, right? And, and you've hired a lot of high level people. You know, so many of our partners are going through a phase where they're're ha- they're, they're trying to find good people, they're trying to hire good people. Um, and, and I've talked to a lot of partners where they're they're trying to figure out how do I really tell if somebody's good, right? Because a resume can be misleading. Somebody could have had a a high level position but how do how do you guys go about how do you personally go about identifying that servant leader all of those other elements that you walked through
1: well it's you're right it's never easy but we try and i try and really drill down the company does on folks who have that growth mindset now the growth mindset isn't really easy to find but you have to ask those questions and people who have been able to demonstrate over different years the ability to move into different type of roles or uh, progress their skill sets are those folks who are gonna want to grow with you. So folks with the growth mindset, in my opinion, they like to be challenged, right? They want to be coached. They want to get better because ultimately they want to win. And um, having that growth mindset, in my opinion, is one of the most important kind of characteristics that you can find in that interview process. So yeah, we see a lot of candidates. Um, we have hired uh, quite a bit. You know, We tripled our channel team this year and as you might imagine we had lots of different folks want to come to Dowpad. and when we were going through that process we want to get very specific on do that does that person demonstrate the ability to have a growth mindset
0: all right so servant leader growth mindset some 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 key things to look for once you've found that right employee you you've got the right person on board in whatever capacity it is what are some of the things that you guys do to just help help them achieve the most out of themselves?
1: Yeah, another great question. So it's all about coaching. And I think it, coaching is another word that sometimes gets overused, but it's just that continual training, right? Um, uh, some, we all are guilty of of just kind of defaulting to our old habits um, just by kind of muscle memory. But I think if we, if you hire the right folks, then they're naturally going to want to get better, again, going back to that growth mindset. So you have to have the, the onboarding the curriculum to enable them to continue to get better and better. Um, that sometimes takes some, you know, investment and different tools to do that. Um, but at the end of the day, um, training and training and training, again, if you've had the right hiring profile, they want the training. They're going to see this as a as a, a an ability uh, for them to get better and have more, you know, tools in their belt. Um, if you hire the wrong person, they're going to see that training as, you know, like, oh my goodness, what, what what's this company putting me through? That's why we, we try to really kind of hone in on finding the right person.
0: I Just from a personal standpoint, I can tell you from, from coaching, yes, it is overused. But I think it's so important and something I've learned over my career is, look, I like to be seen as a nice person. I think I'm a nice guy and I don't want to hurt people's feelings. And oh, so yeah. at times that because I would withhold coaching or which sometimes can be criticism, Um then there are times where employees don't know where they stand. And even worse, they're not progressing. They're not getting better. And it was through feedback from my employees that I realized I could do more. And I was doing I was I wasn't helping anybody by not providing coaching feedback, all of those other stuff. Sometimes it's not always positive. Yes, it can be positive, but you've got to have both. So I I love that thought, even if it might be slightly overused. overall as you guys are trying to build the, build your culture out is there an overall team environment that you're trying to foster
1: yeah so we want to have an inclusive um, environment so that folks are they feel free to ask the questions that in many cases you know in some cultures if you and teams if you ask a question and the question is i don't know rudimentary or you feel like it's not a safe place to ask that question you can be penalized for that question that you actually ask because. It shows that you know you're not up to speed in a certain area. So we try to always say like, hey, bring your questions in. It's an open place to have open and transparent communication. Um, we, there is no dumb questions. We want you to get good fast. So ask those questions. And I think if you have that culture where everybody has that same kind of mindset, then it's it's cool because you can ask um, similar members of our team. We have a a chat that happens all day long where people just fire their questions and they're able to get the answers very quickly because we have fostered this environment of, Hey, it's a safe place. Ask me questions. Um, and also give feedback. And, you know, there are some times when you go to that kind of rad- radical candor where there is tough feedback you, you hear, but that's okay. Cause we all again, when you have it under the ability of all getting better, then, you know, it's just kind of, uh, it, it's not as, as jarring, if you will. Right. <laughs>
0: Well, look, inclusion is a huge topic right now, right? I mean, in, in many aspects. Are there any specific programs that you guys have, have have ran to try to expand inclusion and just make sure that you're doing everything you can there?
1: It is it is a big one. You know, the more different voices you have on your team, um, the better different perspectives you're going to have, and then ultimately you're just going to have a better company. And so we try to take that external as well, um, Dow pad, uh works with it, uh, various different programs um for all kinds of uh of different inclusion activities, if you will. So from it comes to specific African American owned businesses to different startups for women, um, we try to heavily invest there because again, you just get a, a, a better perspective by investing in, in different um types of business owners and ultimately you all become better.
0: Great. Um, you know, just to kind of keep us moving, I, I've been amazed as as we've talked about the growth at Dialpad. You guys have hired so many people. I think you've hired 15 just in the channel alone. Mm-hmm. With all of those new people, how are you holding on to your growth? Or how how are you holding on to your culture through all this growth?
1: Yeah, there's a couple a couple of things there. And I appreciate you sharing that with our partners because it just shows the, the growth we're having in our channel program thanks to all of them. Um, one is a lot of the folks that on our, on our team, uh, are getting promoted up. So that keeps that same kind of core culture. So there's a career path for folks internally. Um, but there's a lot of folks in our team who we have hired externally. So going back to that hiring profile, but once they're in there now, check this out, Richard, we've all been in this pandemic for, you know, a year now, I think we're going to be opening up soon. I'm in California. So, um, different than say some of the other States, but hopefully soon. Um, but trying to enable and keep that same culture of you know 14 folks that are all in their individual cities hasn't been easy and this is where i'll do a shameless plug for our dialpad tools though but it does enable us to keep folks engaged by the uh, contact center and, and unified communications platform because um, i'm able to go and see that our folks when they're having calls with partners and our different leaders are able to help those people be better by seeing the real-time transcription and coaching them in real time from their homes with somebody who's also in their home. Because, you know, in the old days, not too long ago, just a year ago, we would go walk around the office, right? And you could share those conversations and have those water cooler conversations and build that relationship. It's much harder now. And so we have some of the tools that are, enable us to do that make it a bit easier.
0: I, I actually love that. What, one of the things that was uh, very fun for me to learn about you guys is, yes, you care about and you're very diligent and purposeful, about your internal culture, but you guys also care about and believe that you can help foster a winning culture within your customers as well. I find that fairly unique and, and, and refreshing that you're thinking about culture outside of just yourself.
1: Yeah, it goes back to that winning culture. So we have so many of our your partner's customers who have gravitated to DowPad is because, you know, a lot of folks can do analytics. And uh, again, we, this is all around culture. But when you think about how do you make folks better, some other solutions can say, yes, you've done this X amount of calls and that kind of good stuff. Um, but what we're able to do is really help those folks. And just even by doing a messaging when they're on that call, give them different tips. Um, in our case, some of the voice intelligence will pop up prompts. So we're able to go online. All right, well, this, this phrase or these words work the best, um, hey, Next time the AI hears that, it's going to pop up that prompt and give the uh, the worker, whoever, if they're a knowledge worker or a salesperson or a customer service agent, have the ability to get better and better. Ultimately, if that employee is winning and they're in their home and they're successful, um, they're going to want to stay in that role and progress with the company. And that's ultimately what our our ultimate goal is.
0: Which then helps them serve your customers better, which then helps customers be happier, which then serves the bottom line. So, <laughs> I, 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 think you know. Sometimes we talk about culture as look, it's super important, but it's important because it helps us all win, right? You, you you've got you've got to do it, um, to take care of the customers so that they feel that. So great. Um, my last question for you is, you know, you you've been doing this a long time. You've seen a lot of different things. You've experienced so many. Um, different uh, people and interactions, what would be for you your number one cultural rule something to to always hold on to?
1: servant leadership, I think goes a long way. I think when people feel that their boss has their back and their boss is trying to make them better, um, and their boss um, or leader um, ultimately is invested in their success. Um, they will stick around and not only that, they will be a very productive employee for all involved. They're gonna make your customers happy. Um, They're gonna be a good coworker. Um, It's gonna be the right uh, positive attitude. If you go back to Mr. Rogers theme today, uh, one of his best quotes was, uh, there's three um, secrets to success. It's be kind, be kind, be kind. And if uh, I think on that same theme, if um, you you have your employee's best interests at heart, um, they will stick around and they will perform at a very high level.
0: What, what a great place to end. Thank thank you so much. Um, I, I think that's great. And you can't fake that, right? You can't fake caring about others. Um, so, you know, yes, servant leadership may be a buzzword, but caring for others isn't and being kind isn't. And um, outside of just our conversation about culture and people, It's a message that people just need to hear and feel and and experience. And so I thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Uh, It's it's been enlightening for me. I've learned a lot, and I I hope our partners have as well. That's all we have today. I want to thank Mike Kane for all that he shared with us. Uh, It was a great discussion where I I hope our partners get a lot of value out of it. Uh, That's all that we have for this segment of Culture and People. Everybody have an incredible week.